Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. This episode is going to be filled with a lot of information that has never been shared before and uh, it just kind of fits with like the timing of everything so I think now is a perfect time so tune in and be ready for some information that uh, you've never heard. So at this point you know I'm just going to like therapy and you know recovering, um, doing all the things like just getting better rapidly. Um, You know I had doctor's appointments like shortly after I was discharged from McKD and then I had them like throughout I had you know I had three doctors essentially um and so I had to have an an appointment with every one of them Dr. Jordan my trauma doctor I think more so just to kind of like check on me as a whole and check on everything and just kind of give me the rundown how you feeling how you doing you on anything this that you know just like the real um I don't know he was like the main first source to it all um and then Bick was obviously like my knees and he put together my whole knee and then Dr. Mealy was like my bone doctor so you know I mean that's like those are the main things right there so had all the appointments with them um Dr. Jordan he was my very first one I do remember that specifically and that was one that I was like kind of more so excited for just because it was like, well, we're just going to like see him, check that off the list. Um, everything should kind of be good to go after that. Um, just kind of like see where I'm at, where I'll be type thing. I don't know. It, like looking back on it now, um, it was probably more so not necessary, it, you know, because we didn't really do anything with it I think it was you know just a quick check-in so that was great you know like he was he was one of my favorites and I got to really like grow close to him so I was really excited and um, like right before my accident I was printing a new uh, drop for my my brand and so like I'm a screen printer like that's what I do for a living now and so like I made like these shirts and I never got to like drop the items but I was like oh I want to like give him a shirt and I had like some leftover stock of like a hat and some socks. And like, like I said, like he was like the fashion dude, you know, like always into clothing, this and that. So I was like, I was like way excited to like give him something that like I physically made with my hands and then just like things that like represented me and like, you know, what I like to do and whatever. So it was great. Um, I, I'm, you know, I bagged it all up and we got on, uh, got in there and it was all good. I was, you know, in the wheelchair, it was, everyone was in the masks, you know, it was like, it was almost hard. We had my mom, my dad, and then my caseworker. And like, they were like, kind of like whatever about it. But we knew at the time probably wasn't like the thing that we were supposed to do. Like we got in trouble more so than not because we had all these people always showing up to like appointments and this and that. And it was just a mess. So we just kind of learned like, all right, maybe we'll just do like one person and the caseworker always had to be there type thing. So meet up with him you know we we go into his room it's like everything I heard like his office it's just full of a bunch of stuff on the wall whatever and that was great you know I gave him the shirts and he's like wow like you made these and I was like yeah I guess my brand this and that and it was just so crazy and then uh he ended up he he basically is like the he like named the podcast like he gave me the the idea of the name for the podcast because he goes you know and about nine months to a year from now this was like november 23rd roughly um 2020 he goes you know nine months from now this is all gonna be water under the bridge and that like i don't know something about it just like stuck with me and obviously it stuck with me enough to like 
give me the name of like my, my podcast and like that's like what represents like my story and everything so yeah like a huge shout out to dr jordan like it's crazy uh like just a little saying or whatever like that is just probably like a cliche thing you know but like it stuck with me and it totally made sense with like my situation and everything so it was great um so yeah i mean that was probably like the only good uh doctor's appointment though unfortunately um so like you know uh we meet up with bick he's i'm i'm at his therapy i'm at his office basically i'm I'm like at his therapy therapy place of choice you know like that's the one he runs he oversees it this and that and so it's great um he has like that one-on-one connection with me he can just kind of walk in check on me check with my therapist like a little easier contact you know and like other doctors would like contact him be like hey you know so it was great um we had that and so my very first one I was getting x-rays and you know they just kind of wanted to like check on everything check on the ligaments check on just kind of like what he did and how everything's holding up how it's all looking and you know it was that was always my fun thing was getting on uh those x-ray beds because it was like the most painful thing and it was just so hard you know my legs are heavy but now at this point I've kind of like become a pro and I you know I can move around a little more obviously so do that and but they have me like roll in weird positions my left hip like that was like my weaker side with um like my knee and then like I don't know we like I said my my hip was always like kind of gave me problems like it's just slowly gotten like stronger like even now like it's still just like super weak I don't know it's crazy um so like you know I'm rolling over on both sides I'm like having to like throw my leg over this leg and this and like they go like this way that way and like it's super uncomfortable you got to hold and oh my gosh like I probably took enough x-rays um to give like the world enough radiation to like last so that was that was just part of the routine you know it was nothing new and then you know we kind of go back in the waiting room and go back in like the room and we're like all right you know we'll just see how this is looking and he comes in and he goes yeah so uh basically there's extra bone forming behind your knee heterotrophic ossification um and it's kind of a shock more so because we don't know if I had like a head injury like nothing more so popped up um when they did the tests through my accident but you usually heterotrophic ossification occurs like when you hit your head and then like your bone fragments kind of like scatter and then they like connect to a bone whatever like they just float until whatever you know so that was kind of the case and usually it's like the elbow or or like the hip um so it was kind of like weird and uh we ended up finding out that like he reached out to like a bunch of his colleagues and doctors and everyone was like crickets uh it was so it was like wrapped around like the arteries behind my knee okay so we couldn't perform surgery way too dangerous not worth losing my leg at this point um i'd rather just deal with it you know and then uh he it was like it's gonna like it's gonna affect your range of motion um and there and then it was also it was too late to do radiation on it um he said like maybe if we could have caught it 24 to 48 hours you know like we could have started on it but I mean at the time who knows I probably wouldn't have even done that with all the other things that was going on like it might not have been the most safe route so 
you know, at the end of the day, that is what it is. Um, that was like disheartening though, because it was like, he was like genuinely like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, like I really do like feel bad. Like, you know, it's like, you've just gone through so much already. And it's just like, what seems like it's one thing after another. And that was kind of like the case for a little bit, you know, like it truly did feel like it was just like, man, like, when am I going to catch a break? Almost like things are going good and I'm recovering, but I mean, just like it's an one thing after another, you know, so that was like something that we had to digest. Um, I was already, you know, like, uh, so like the CPM, I guess back to like that, um, that was, that was one thing that like in that McKady and at Ogden regional that Dr. Bick was trying to stress on my nurses, physical therapists, trainers, whatever, you know, like everyone, um, he needs to be in that CPM. This was my left knee, you know, the right leg, I couldn't do anything about it right now, but he was like, specifically, he needs to be stretching that leg and he needs to be doing this, doing that. And I would always tell them, you know, like, Hey, it's in my closet. They would never get it. They didn't believe me. And so that was like one thing that like he was heavy on after this point. Um, we needed to get into the CPM and we needed to bend that knee. So it's a machine that it basically just bends your knee for you. You can set it to the degree. Um, he was like, you know, just slowly like make your way up. Like I was seriously at like 60 degrees, 70 degrees. And like, that was like my max for so long. And that was like, I don't know. That was almost like, okay, this is better than nothing. Like doctors, like my doctors, as I was like progressing and as I slowly got better, like they were, they were almost impressed, you know, they were just like, wow, like the fact that you're able to get this much range of motion out of your leg is kind of ridiculous with like what you have going on and like what you physically can't control with like that bone and where it's wrapped and this and that, and nobody can do anything about it. So it's crazy, you know, to hear all this. So he was just like, yep, um, we'll do CPM. It's continuous passive motion. That's what it stands for, blah, blah, blah. He's like, we will get, well, we'll get you a prescription for that and I'll get it sent over. He's like, I need you in it. Like, hour a couple hours a day you know like take the time and like you know it it's gonna hurt but it might help you know and then he also said that there's another thing that we could do but it's also it's also like a risk you know um it's something that possibly could damage you know the ligament the the arteries behind my leg or whatever and it was a knee manipulation which is they put me under anesthesia and the doctor just slowly bends my leg and loosens it up as like I'm asleep. Like if I was awake, it would just physically hurt. Um, you couldn't do it awake. The pain is just unbearable. He, he told me this and I ended up having like multiple on, uh, my left leg and then even my right leg. And I'll, I'll go into further depth with that later on, but yeah, like this was just nothing new. And so it was just like, okay, you know, like there's always that potential, but he's like, but I'm doing it, you know, like I'll never, I won't push it too far. And like, that was a good thing. It's just like, he knows the situation. He knows the deal. He knows where it's wrapped. He knows the bone, he, everything. So it was just like, if anyone's going to do it, then like, yeah, I'd rather it be him, you know, and he's going to push it and get me as much range as possible, but he's not going to put me at risk, you know, because we know like, I'd rather, rather not be able to like get out of a chair, I guess, with full, like easy than have one leg you know like there was just it was just pros and cons weighing like options and like yeah so deal sounds great um got going with that that was like part of the regimen now cpm get that leg loose you know get that range of motion back see what you can do 
And then uh, we ended up meeting up with Dr. Mealy, and he was my bone doctor. And he was just like, oh, yeah, like, at first, like, we were just kind of, um, I don't know, like, we got to, like, look at, like, the the bones of now. And, you know, we just saw, like, a bunch of screws, and there's rods, and there's plates, and, but, like, my femur, like, my whole, like, right leg down, you know, and the left leg I mean, between, like, the knee and then my femur, I mean, it's full. Like, I just, my legs are full of metal. Like, it's ridiculous how much stuff and tools that, like, they use. But, like, I mean, here, look at me now. I, two broken legs and torn ligaments later, and looking at me, you wouldn't even be able to tell a difference. So, like, shout out to doctors for sure for being able to, like, put you back together like that. Like, it's so crazy how it all works. And so, um, we we just kind of like went through that appointment and he was just like, yeah, like maybe we'll, we'll do like, uh, uh, he's like, I, he's like, no, I don't, he's like, we'll just check on you. We'll do like another appointment in like six months or whatever. And you know, like that'll be good. And every so far, everything's great. You know, like no problems here, there, whatever. And so it was good. And we were just like, okay. Um, and like, as we're leaving, I noticed, uh, something, it looked like, I thought it was like a plate, like the whole time he was like pulling it up and like going over to this way and going that way. It was just like, what is like this plate doing in my leg? Like, I'm so confused. Um, I don't get that. And so we asked him and he was like, oh, that's your femur. And we were like, wait, what? So yeah, it goes out. My femur like pokes out of my leg. Like even now you can like feel it. Um, You can touch where the bone is. It goes out and it meets at like an intersection. So like the top pops out, the bottom pops out and it meets at like a point. So it makes like a triangle, you know, like a butterfly wing, I guess, type vibe is like the, the idea. Um, there's a picture on my Instagram, Kobe strong 10. I'll pin that to show you guys can have like a visual of that. But yeah, we thought that was a plate, but that's my femur. And so we found out that that's how it healed. And that's just, that was like the best case for it. Like that was going to be the only way that like they were going to, like it was just going to heal itself basically, you know, like the rod was obviously down the middle, but then the bone that way is going to heal. And he was just like, we tried to, you like poke it back. Um, you just like barely tap it because like, you know, you don't want to damage it. You don't want it to just whatever he, he got like, you know, medical termy on it. And it was just like, okay, like we get like the idea. But other than that, we don't know. We have no clue what you're saying, you know, going in one ear, not the other. So it was just like, okay. So that was just basically like the best thing. They tried to like push it back in. It basically popped right back out. So they were just like, okay, this is how it's going to heal, blah, blah, blah. And it's fine. Like, I mean, um, the whole time we thought it was, I thought it was my, like a rod. I thought, I didn't know. And, but I was just like, everyone was just like, but the rod like shouldn't be like close to the surface, but like when we could really see it, my legs were just super skinny. So we were like, oh, maybe I just need a little, little juice, you know, a little, little muscle. And nope, uh, that was just my bone. Um, so that was kind of crazy to find out. And, uh, there was this one time before that appointment, we were, I was at my, my girlfriend's aunt's, like, it was like a little like party, you know, Thanksgiving party, whatever. And her brother, I was like telling him like, I was like, oh yeah, like this is my rod right here. And like, I had him like touch like my pants and he like knocked on it and now, and it was just like, felt like so weird, but we just were like, oh my gosh, like that's like my metal. And it was just like freaky. And like, I don't know, like it was just like a whole thing. It was just like, oh yeah, like look at this, look at my metal rod, like poking out. And like now that like knowing that he, 
like knocked on my bone and like it was just it was just so weird because the whole like idea was just freaky because if that was the case I would have not let him knock on my leg you know what I mean it's like no you're not gonna touch my bone so yeah it was it was hilarious um looking back on it now and that like the whole situation and so yeah that was kind of like the end of like the initial doctor appointments and that's just how that was like that you know so that was kind of a lot to swallow in like the first like first half of my uh recovery because at this point you know like I'm not really I'm not walking too good you know like I'm you know like I was obviously like we we got the crutches going and everything and so um I was able to like get on my feet but like yeah it was hard and it was rough and I couldn't bend my legs like I was I couldn't sit in a chair normal 90 degree like nothing so it's it's crazy now like seeing where I've come from and so you know you know like it's around the holidays um I'm chilling I'm just like happy to be home thankful to be recovering everything's you know besides like some of those bad news and like I guess like the things that like we didn't really know and that we kind of figured out like we were just like man like this stuff this really is this really was like and like I did a number on my body you know what I mean like it was a whole ordeal and so you know I'm sitting around and I I get a phone call and it's from uh like someone higher up in the company that I worked for at the time and you know it started off as like great and I've heard I heard like so many people were like worried about me and a lot of people in like the higher ups it's like on the east coast and they were all just like, oh my gosh, like, is he okay? Is everything going to be okay? Like, my story traveled. Like, a lot of people knew that I didn't know, basically. Like, and obvi- I mean, obviously, like, the head of the company is going to know because the financial reasoning and every, like, it's going to make a, sp- a splash in the, in, the, in the ocean, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but, like, it started off like, oh, yeah, like, we feel so bad and this, great, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, like, it's great to have all the support. And then I get a phone call and it's initial and then they talk about was found in my my blood and you know there was thc found in my blood and then there was the benzo uh whatever you want to call it the benzos you know what i mean so we had the benzos in the system with the thc and so that was the case and she goes so um just asking you like did you did a friend give you something like did you take anything from a friend uh did you take something that like you maybe not have should have like this lady was like literally accusing me um of like popping pills and like taking pills and then like going to work and like driving to Logan or something and I was just like wait what like at the time I wish I would have like stood up for myself a little bit more but I was just so like afraid and like scared of like the future of like what was going to happen like we there was just so many things looming that it was probably not like the best idea so you know, obviously thankful that like, I guess I just took it on the chin and it is what it is. Um, but yeah, they were, I'm sitting here and I'm being accused of popping pills and then like trying to like go to work or like waking up after like a bender and trying to like putting people at risk. I don't know. Like I'm, I just, they just, you know, they see a kid, they see someone who works at a, just like a manual labor job, you know, like there's kids from 20 to 50 there. Like you're not, I'm sorry, but like, you're not doing anything crazy with your life. So she probably just thought I was a loser or whatever. And so, 
um, looking back on it, it was very offensive. And I understand that she was just doing her job, but I think there's a professional way to like handle things. And then there's the way that she handled it. So that was great. Um, I would love, I would love to like sit in a room with every single one of these people that did like doubted me and had all these bad thoughts about me and share like my story and where I'm at and have them take a look at me. And I wish they would say something now because people don't know what I've been through mentally, physically. And like, I was just casted away and like casted as judgment and just some piece of shit, garbage kid, you know, like, oh yeah, he does, he does just drugs and then he just works his shitty manual labor job and then goes home and does like you know it was just like I was just so sick of that and so I had that phone call and that was whatever and I was just like okay and then shortly after and I think this was like right before um like Christmas time um I'm sitting on my couch you know and I get a phone call from the the GM from my work and I was like oh you know I haven't heard from him in a little bit he was he was thoughtful and like he was reaching out to me and everyone just oh everyone cared so much you know everyone just wanted to know how I was doing oh man how you doing what can we do can we come see you can we come bring you this can we come bring you that and then he goes uh so yeah how you doing everything great okay so um since we so you know since they found that stuff in your system uh you know we got to terminate you, right? Uh, yeah, we we can't ha- hire you back on because of that, and you know, and he just tries to go like, oh man, like I'll be, and I was just like, it wasn't more so like that, but it was just like, don't like come at me like buddy buddy, and don't like act like you care, and then just be like, oh yeah, so like you're fired, and like that was like that, and like we don't like it was just like yeah, push you to the side, like no like no remorse and whatsoever. And he just was trying to be like, Oh, like I'll follow along. I'm going to, I'll follow your page and I'll reach out. Like, yo, man, like don't hesitate. Don't re- don't hesitate to reach out and this and that. And it was just so fake. And I just said, I just was like short and just said, okay. Yep. Understood. Thanks. Bye. Whatever. You know, like, and then uh, I remember he would comment on like my page at the beginning and this and that. And he just, and I, it would just more so like bug me and it would irritate me. And I just wouldn't even, I wouldn't even respond and I would just ignore it. And I'm like, no, this is fake. You don't mean it. Um, you were just sticking by my side until whatever, until you saw what a test came out, but you knew me as a person and have talked to me and knew what I did, um, for that company and how I was and how I behaved and no, knowing I wasn't that type of person. And so it was just great. I saw a lot of people's true colors, Um, I saw a lot of people in like that company specifically is true colors and it, you know, and some people have been great and I've still talked to to this day and keep in touch with, and I'm very grateful. Um, but I mean, there's just like friends, family, et cetera, whatever, like you name it, people who showed like their true colors throughout it all. And I'm grateful that they did because it goes to show that like, I don't need them. And then you don't need people in your life that are negative and that are trying to belittle you and tell you that you can't do this and you can't do that and trying to like tell you who you are, man, do us all a favor and just sit down and just watch us work. You know what I mean? Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the podcast. See you next week.